Welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a series of podcasts helping you produce performance on purpose. For more information, go to our site qedod.com forward slash podcasts. We hope you enjoy today's episode. So today I'm talking to Rachel Course, who is, um, I think you describe yourself as a nutritionist. Is that right, um, Rachel? Yeah, nutritionist, nutri- nutritional therapist. Right. A nutritional therapist, that sounds fascinating. <laughs> so I'm particularly, particularly interested in hearing all about um, your work today, because actually I really fundamentally believe that food and our diets and our nutrition has a fundamental effect on resilience. And so I'm hopefully, hopefully we're going to have a good old examine of this, this whole area. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Good. So it's a beautiful day in sunny Southampton. Well, it's not. It's lashing down with rain where I am, so I think it's okay where you are. Um, tell me a bit about yourself and Rachel. Tell me how you got into this sort of work. Uh, um, I think uh, I think it was as soon as I had children. I it, it it made me think that you know there's got to be a better way of making changes to y- your children's lives, and I I started looking into it and then I started obviously getting very very much into organic foods and kind of natural lifestyle and then I thought no this isn't enough I need to know more I want to know more so um, from there I um, went to London to a college the College of Naturopathic Medicine and studied nutritional therapy so it was yeah basically I think having children and wanting to um make a change to their lives and the, the lives of people around me that kind of drove me to kind of to study something that I'd always been vaguely um, interested in. So you were implying from that that you weren't a nutritional saint before that point? Oh gosh no, no, especially in my 20s I was absolutely shocking and I think I, I think the thing with health is you can you, you can move it by step by step so you can start from going from fish and chips to fish fingers and avocado to then reading about a few organic bits and every step takes you further and further to a world where you end up having vitality rather than feeling just a little bit under par so it's just fascinating I think um, most people now are a lot of people now are really quite interested in kind of making a difference themselves and there's just so much information out there it's just wonderful and I mean that's one of the problems here isn't it because there's a lot of information and it seems to change and flex and and there's a lot of people like you know um what's the word they contradict each other as well don't they some people say this is good some people say it's bad I mean how, how do you make sense of all this huge amount of information I think a lot of it is you have to trust your instincts. You have to go to good sources. You maybe have to, it depends on, you know, what you're looking for. For instance, if you say had arthritis, you'd be looking for a couple of books or you'd be kind of Googling something and looking for a naturopath or a nutritionist for their take on it and then looking for a few options and then finding maybe what resonates with you. And I think that's the way because science is constantly evolving and changing. I mean, uh, at the beginning of the 90s, we were only just beginning to find that by phytonutrients you know we were still you know before that we'd only have vitamins and minerals and it's going to be really interesting the way science moves again in the next 20 or 30 years there's going to be so many new things that we're going to find out then and I think it is just trusting what feels right with you and basically getting back to basics with real food okay interesting so what so tell me about nutritional therapists because I've heard of a nutritionist and I've heard of a therapist but I've never heard the two things put together (laughs) 
Uh, so a nutritional therapist is somebody that will just sit down and talk to you and we'll talk to you for an hour or so and we'll talk about every aspect of your health. So we'd be looking at cardiovascular health, your um, emotional health, your bone health, and you'd, you'd pick, you'd build a, a picture of the full person. So, I mean, if you were to go and go to a pharmacist, not that there's, you know, a problem with going to a pharmacist at all, and you were looking for a headache, you'd take a pill. But if you're looking at a person with headaches, you'd be thinking, you know, is that person drinking enough? water are they stressed so it's, it's learning to look at the whole person to find out exactly what's going on and what the story is and you're qualified to dispense advice around nutrition but obviously it's not a you don't have a medical qualification at the same time so you just no, need to be clear people absolutely yeah. not i've had a year um of biomedicine so you know i have a background of understanding but no i, I don't have a medical background my interest is in the body and the whole and kind of working through nutrition to make someone feel better or to get to optimum health. Mm. And, and of course, it's it's well proven that food in your body and uh, the quality of food and the quality of nutrition has a, a, a direct correlation with how well you feel and your mental and physical health and fitness. I mean, I don't think that's open to any sort of dispute, really, is it? No, I mean, I think if you were just to walk down a high street and look at two people you could tell maybe the person that is eating real whole foods and the person that maybe lives on burgers and buns I mean you, you can just see it in someone you can see the health and vitality especially as we get older because you know from then the free radicals are kind of having their effect and you can see the effects that your lifestyle has on your body I think there was um I can't remember the name. I think it was Andy Warhol or someone said that you get the face that you deserve by the time you're 50. And I think it's true. It's kind Indeed. of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of working now to kind of undo some of the damage I did in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting how food does age a person in the same way that smoking does for some people, doesn't it? And yet sometimes when you're, when you're large and you're overweight, you look younger and fitter because you've got no wrinkles as a friend of mine always says i know it definitely has its advantages at times doesn't it but <laughs> yeah you definitely want the balance okay so let's have a think then so obviously we're interested particularly in helping people um from a resilience point of view so yeah if we sort of look at people who want to eat well so in other words if they come to a time where it's going to be stressful or there's going to be a problem at work or something or they're going to face some challenges what are some good foundations they can lay to build the, the, the sort of levels of energy they might need when things start to get tough? Well, I'm going to start, first of all, with the basics, the macronutrients, the fat, protein and carbohydrate. Yeah. Getting the balance of this is kind of, you know, vital protein um, is needed. And I would recommend that people have protein with every meal, be it porridge with nuts and seeds over the top. Um, or, you know, um, a sandwich that has salmon or you have ample fruit and veg, which, you know, the amino acids build up the protein. But it's making sure that you have good fats, making sure you have good protein and good carbohydrates. So you've got your carbohydrates in the form of fruit and veg and um, whole grains you know, should, or, you know, sweet potatoes potatoes or something so just the basics of understanding that having enough of what your body needs the, the 
basic essential fuel but also when then you're looking at um, supporting your body through essential times um, for example I would if I was going through a stressful period myself I would be making sure that I'm eating enough B vitamins and magnesium because these foods support your nervous system so I'd be eating lots of green leafy veg nuts and seeds good quality meats so and also um, vitamin C so I'd be getting in say lots of fruit and veg because vitamin C then supports your stress hormones so they were they are the things that I'd be looking at as well as making sure that you've got enough water because you want to make sure that you're able to flush everything out and you know help your body to work at its kind of optimum capacity so so that's so just so to put that into context so you're saying there's the first bit of what you said was really about the the sort of steady state, but when you now you're getting into the sort of stress area, and you're saying yeah. things like B vitamins, all of these green vegetables. So you'd have extra of these, would you, if you were feeling stressed? Yeah, I I, I would probably maybe not have extra on top of what you're having. I would focus on these as a priority. So. Right. For example, I would, um, with my evening meal or with my lunch, I'd want to be, I mean, I I would always recommend at least half of your place is fruit and veg anyway, because you need the phytonutrients, because, you know, they're attacking anything that's uh, helping your body to attack anything that's there in your body. So, uh, but I'd be making sure I've got lots of green leafy veg. So in the morning, for example, I might make myself a smoothie and add a few nuts and seeds, and I would probably put a huge handful of spinach in my smoothie with a banana and either rice milk or something. So I would just be conscious of um, making sure, I'd probably add a few strawberries or something, just making sure that I'm supporting my body at that time with the foods that are beneficial. So I wouldn't be adding on top of, I would just be looking and thinking, okay, what works? What's going to be a priority for me at the moment? Just as we do any time, because if you're working out and you're playing sport, you're thinking, okay, you know, depending on what sport you're doing, if you're a runner, you're thinking, okay, I need to get my body at a certain percentage body fat. So, and just the same, if you're going through a stress period, you're thinking, okay, what foods will be helping me now? So if I'm having a chili, would I want a big green leafy salad next to it? Well, I know the answer so, to that is clearly no, <laughs> <laughs> but I know I should have. <laughs> I know I should want that. <laughs> now, so you, so you're interested. So that's let, let's just come back if we made them. So you've talked a lot about eating fruit and veg, which is fine. So I'm a bit of a fruit bat myself. But what about the type of fruit and veg and sense of the quality of that? Because there are some people who are sort of food Nazis, aren't they? And they sort of say you should only ever buy organic, or they should you have to buy it from a green grocer, or you should avoid the supermarkets. Does it really matter, or what, what, what do you think about that? The sort of quality of the fruit and veg, the fresh fruit and meat that you're eating. Yeah, I, uh, for me personally, I think um, as good as possible that you can afford. So um, there is a list that you can have a look, and anyone can have a look on the internet, and it's the Dirty Dozen, and I think it adds the Clean 15. So if you're going to, I would try to then make sure there are certain foods that you buy that, that are organic and I think peppers currently in the dirty dozen so they're the ones that you'd possibly buy as organic at the moment I mean I don't tend to buy organic avocados for example but I tend to buy organic potatoes because I know they're sprayed quite heavily because of the blight in this country so um, I think it I would try and eat uh for me, with meat, I, I tend to try and get the best quality meat possible. But that's because of 
um, welfare. I don't want to know that a pig has been stuck in a cage, seen no sunlight, and is not being fed well because what you eat, um, you are what you eat, you know, to quote a very famous term. Um, so I would always say, don't go crazy. You don't have to necessarily go local for the local market and push yourself because if you're going to go crazy I mean you're just going to stress yourself further and then you're going to take yourself into a a place of fear by you know um, trying to do the best in order to prevent disease and I I think it's just be sensible um, and buy as best quality as you can afford. Okay and you've you've not mentioned fish to this point because I'm a bit of a fish fishy person. Oh absolutely love fish yeah I tend to and for me we tend to try and eat um fish uh, at least a good couple of times because omega-3 getting the right fats into your body is essential because we all have loads you know eat loads of foods with the essential omega-6 but the balance tends to be kind of um biased the wrong way so for me to have some salmon and some mackerel herring anchovies sardines or something like that to make sure you've got those um, essential omega threes for me is fantastic, as well as things like flaxseed as well, that then chia seeds. Yeah. So I, yeah, for I, me, I, fish is vital, and, and also things like cod, uh, rich in vitamin D, which we're all lacking at the moment. So, you know, as we're going coming out of summer now. So yeah, sorry I busted in then. <laughs> no, no, it's just that you've got me on one of my pet subjects, which is flax and chia seeds and all this stuff. I mean. Just this just looks to me like a, a marketing con. I mean, I've, I've, I'm a bit of a smoothie holic myself, and I've looked at these chia seeds, and apart from just getting grit between your teeth, what's the <laughs> point of them? Well, they are they are um, full of um, omega three. So I mean, I had a smoothie today, and I added some chia seeds. So, but what you've got to think is, lots of people are vegetarians, so you've still got to get the essential omegas in so i mean ideally we're all going to be eating meat if we eat meat from grass-fed cows that are going to give us the essential omega-3s but the thing is i think you've got to be very careful and you've got to um, look into things and not get paranoid but you've got to think am i getting food from the best source so if you're not if you're having to buy kind of cheaper meat that you're not going to get the omega-3 that our ancestors um, would have got then it's looking at other sources just to make sure you've got you've got a balance and if you're vegetarian i would say to everyone yes t- um, buy flax and chia seeds and add it to your smoothies so if you're so if you've been going through a period of stress or you know difficulty or such like and you've come out the other side and you're sort of doing yeah. the process of bouncing back would you recommend things like seeds and then you would still go with the leafy vegetables to sort of repair or would you change anything at this stage or just more the same really um, I would probably carry on more of the same. I would always as well look at making sure you've got em- enough omega-3 in your body because this is going to do, um, this is going to add to supporting your stress levels. So I would always, even afterwards, you still kind of want to be supporting and look at, looking after your body because, I mean, obviously, if you're going through those periods, you're, you're going to be looking at other options to support yourself emotionally as well so but just getting those basics of you know making sure adding kiwi and strawberries to your smoothies to make sure you've got that vitamin c adding those green leafy veg i would carry on and just make it a way of life anyway because i mean 
it's it's going to be constantly there supporting you because you may not have been doing that before. So it's always good to have those um, the, the backup in your body. Right. So you mentioned it was important to have enough omega-3 in your body, but how do you know if you've got enough? Well, you probably don't. What I would do is I would look at your lifestyle and look at, what you're eating and look at I mean for example if you're in if you have a lot of pain or I mean or you're feeling inflamed the chances are that you know you maybe have a high sugar diet which is another thing I would um, suggest with regard to stress is to remove sugar because that exacerbates your stress levels and possibly to cut right back on your caffeine so sorry going back to the amygdala Omega three, I'd probably look and see how how stressed you're feeling because omega three is brain food, and you want to make sure you've got the right fats in your brain in order to kind of to to, to make it work properly. So I I think the only way you can do it really is to look at your lifestyle and think, yeah, is there a balance there? So so I mean, for example, would you look at nails or hair or? Um... I'm trying to think of no, all things. No, oh, for omega three, actually, if you, I think if you have some dry skin on your feet, well, I think you could dry skin on my feet. Dry. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Quick. <laughs> I think I I start. Can, although I, I'm going to I'm now, look that up. I have to say, sure, I'm now taking my socks off. If you have dry off. skin, you can you can often look and think, yeah, there is an imbalance here, right? Because I mean, we are every cell in our body is covered, you know, is surrounded by fat. So we want to make sure we've got the right fats, not just omega three. You know, yes. you want to have the essential correct fats in your body. Yes. Okay. So so is it possible to have too many, too much omega three? Yeah, it's it's possible to have too much of everything. I'd say. Um, we always just want to get that balance. Right. Okay. So, um, so you, so you're getting on to um, a, um, a food group which is particularly exciting, which is um, pies, cakes, um, <laughs> puddings, and all those desserts, meringues. Um, you know, I mean, there surely a strawberry meringue has got to be good for you because that's one of your five a day, isn't it? <laughs> I'd probably avoid it. Do you know, uh, I think there is that everything in moderation. There's a, there's a book I absolutely love, and it's The Blue Zones. And tell, me, tell me that I, again. It's called, it's called what? The Blue Zones. I think it's Stan Boutner. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, if you look at the people that lived longest and healthiest, and it's the, there's places in the world where the centenarians that are living fantastically long, obviously because they're 100, but really, really, really healthily. And if you look at the key concepts of anyone that is living really, really well, they have absolutely ample fruit and veg in their life. They have ample water, ample exercise, and they would have, some of them will have sugar as a treat every now and again. Now, I, you know, I mean, everything now is absolutely massively, you know, anti-sugar, which is correct. But I think if you can find a balance then you can have that treat every now and again and it's fine. But I wouldn't be having pies for tea with white bread toast and then white bread pasta in the evening with three packs, you know, with three chocolate bars because, you know, you're just going to cause so many problems in your body. Yes. And um, certainly we talk about how food and mood and optimism and, and all those things we, in terms of being able to think well. It's such an impact on mood as well. So, yeah. you know, if anyone is stressed, I would say one of the first things to do is to remove 
fast sugar from your body. And by sugar, I don't just mean, you know, the sweets and cakes. I do mean the white bread, the white pasta. Um, yeah, and that's interesting, isn't it? Because people don't think about that being sugar, but starch is a form of sugar, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it is. I mean, all of it is sugar and sugar is carbohydrate. So, you know, it is in one of our food groups, you know, our main food groups. So, but a lot of people, they say, oh, no, I don't have a sweet tooth. And that you'll see them having, you know, a white bacon sandwich and a pasta meal in the evening with white pasta. So, and they're the craves and it is sugar. Mm. It is kind of simple carbohydrates. Yeah. And so complicated or complex carbohydrates, carbohydrates are okay aren't they? Yes. Sort of beans and pulses yeah, and all yeah. that sort of Yeah, and they're also kind of, you'll you'll get your, um, say, your magnesium and B vitamins from your brown rice and from your whole wheat bread. So, yeah. Yeah, but let's be, um, let's be honest, between us, just yeah. imagine, just, there's nobody listening, so just, just, <laughs> just, just say this in private. Brown rice, what's that all about? I mean, two and a half hours to cook it and it just tastes horrible. I mean, well, you do you know, know what I'd suggest, first of all, is a rice cooker. All right. And, and, you know, I think it's one of those things that is an acquired taste, isn't it? And I think once you've gone brown rice, there's no going back. Really? Because then you try then and the white rice is just a little bit kind of gloopy and whatever. And, you know, it's not nice then to go out for a, a curry with friends and have some white rice. But then when you go home, you think, no, actually why wouldn't I want to add that magnesium and those B vitamins and kind of support my health? I mean, okay, I'm sounding a bit crazy here, but, you know, it is those little steps that make a tiny, yeah, those tiny little steps that can make a big difference. And mm. all it takes is a rice cooker, honestly. So what's a rice cooker? Because I like a gadget. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love a gadget. I'm a gadget queen. Uh-huh. Um, I think you, you can buy them in any main stores now. And basically, you put your pack of brown rice in with the water and I think it takes about 35 minutes or something for your brown rice. Nice. So it will kind of, you know, it won't taste as bad as when you try it in a pan on your own for the first time and you get the shock of your life. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it must admit, brown pasta's not so bad. And green pasta's all right. Have you, have you tried the sort of spinachy pastas? Yes, yeah. I think as well, you have to look at the um, some of the green pastas because some of them that are just the spinach and whatever are fantastic but some of them are still the white pasta with a bit of spinach added in so yeah. you've still got to look because you still want the whole grain really okay. but the yeah but so, yeah, do so, if we, so if we're stressed you're saying turn to this more um, leafy vitamin E, B, omega-3 sort of diet and reducing sugar and caffeine and such like so yeah I'd also look at I mean if you're stressed and you're drinking a lot of coffee I mean, caffeine does kind of really, really then push your stress hormones. So I would then look at um, if coffee is your best friend, then maybe just have one a day or two a day and swap the others for, say, green tea. Now, a favourite of mine at the moment is the matcha. Right? I think it's, it's one of those key favourite ones at the What's time. What's that? Say that, that again? Matcha. It's, China, it's Japanese tea. Oh, okay. So, and it's really, really full of um, antioxidants. And I tend to just heat up some almond milk and put a spoon of matcha in and whiz it up so I have my own little green latte. But the reason I'm saying this, as with green tea and even um, black tea, but I wouldn't have, you know, too much, is tea contains an amino acid called theanine, L-theanine. Now that has a really, really calming effect on your nervous system. So just making little changes there, thinking, 
okay, so the other teas still have caffeine, but not to the extent that coffee has while you're in a state of stress. So little adjustments there can make a huge difference. Hmm, interesting. The, um, I've I mean, written a blog on teas, so I think anyone can look those up because, um, yeah, green tea is my fave. Okay, that's interesting. I must admit, I spent some China, time in China and came back drinking a lot of green tea and um, feeling a lot better for it. And apparently there's tons of antioxidants in green tea as well. Oh, huge, huge amounts of antioxidants. So, And especially matcha tea as well, um, that has... Um, phenomenal um, amounts of antioxidants but green tea there's a lot of um, scientific research to to show that it's also very anti-cancer so for anyone I would go uh, I mean I have a green tea when I wake up in the morning now which it took a while to adjust to kind of little bits it's again it's a thing it's one little thing at a time that over a year or two can have a huge impact on your health if you want to just gradually make changes Mm. so yeah, I've just finished a great big pot of coffee, and I'm a bit hyped actually. So, um, <laughs> and I know you're right, and I know you're right, but I love coffee so much. It's, I suppose, and it's yeah, about it's it, about finding your finding the first thing well. you're going to change, isn't it? Yeah, coffee's full of antioxidants. So, if you're buying a good quality coffee, yeah, I mean, there's so many. You can see so many arguments um, with regards to coffee. Um, if you if you search it on the internet, and you have different doctors that are you know on extreme sides. Some are very very pro, and some not. And whatever, and I think it, it again. It's in moderation, mm. and if, if you're having maybe fresh ground coffee as well, yes, I fantastic. Am. You know, you're still getting your antioxidants from it. But if you're going through a strict period of stress, it's worth looking to see if that is going to kind of exacerbate the feelings of your stress hormones. And it's funny, isn't it, when you think about it? Because let's say you're facing a lot of pressure at work, and you need to stay alert and awake. Um, we often use coffee as a stimulant, but of course the cortisol it delivers actually doesn't make it, I mean it makes you more alert for a certain amount of time, but then then the crash it produces is often worse than just not yeah. having bothered with the alert periods sometimes I suppose. Yeah, it can have really, really detrimental effects on your cortisol levels, so um, if you are going through a period of prolonged stress, I would say to anyone, if it is, you know, ser- very, very kind of, intense stress I would say come off the caffeine because it's really going to affect your cortisol and kind of getting as much and when you're stressed you don't feel like it and you're going to think yeah yeah go away I'm not interested but trying to get that vitamin c in there will actually support your cortisol levels so you know removing coffee removing sugar and um, increasing vitamin c is really really important during these times now, what's interesting in resilience terms, we often talk about people who are depressed and such like. Yeah. And a lot of my colleagues say the best thing is, the best thing physiologically is, if you're depressed, is to get some exercise. But I can't believe yeah. there's not, there's not a, um, a nutritional aspect to this as well. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, I would say, yeah, 100% a walk in the park, if that's the only thing you do, is fantastic. And, you know, it's going to kind of... 100% support your body but also um it's it's really hard because i with regard with regards to depression and anxiety there is no blanket because we are all so different but i would say again getting the b vitamins any magnesium in um and making sure you have got some omega 3 going in because it's the right brain food is really really 
important. And often during this time, all you want to do is grab a biscuit or something from the cupboard and not think. Right. And it's really hard to get yourself to a, a position when you think, yeah, absolutely, I'm ready and I want to make those few changes. You know, I want to maybe practice mindfulness. I want to start feeling better. I want to maybe have a cup of that green tea because it's going to give me the L-theanine, which is going to, and the GABA that's in it that's going to make me feel better. And I want to, I know those greens are going to make me feel better. And I know that removing that sugar is going to have an effect on my anxiety or whatever it is you're going through. But as a rule, you can't, because it's such a personal thing and it can be hormone related. You don't know what it is. There's not a blanket. Again, you, each person is so different, but trying to get whole foods in and be kind to yourself and maybe remove the caffeine and the sugar, making sure, I mean, I'd probably during that time supplement omega-3 mm. and vitamin D, you know, whilst you're going through a really tough time. Mm. Um, and obviously there are supplements to support this yeah well, that's good so, that's practical um, isn't it what about yeah. what about sorry to leap about and change no, change subject but um I, you said something earlier and I, I haven't gone back to this yet but you've you hit on a t- hot topic of mine because i bought myself a nutri what's it and so oh, this, that's yeah. the one so we're we're full in nutri uh, smoothie land at the moment oh lovely and i've never put on so much weight because i must be having about three tons of fruit a day <laughs> um, but is there a i mean nutri bullet says that you, you should buy them because they, they they have the whole of the fruit and the whole of the vegetables and all the spinach and all the bits so i mean do you have a view on that sort of smooth that type of smoothie or does any is any smoothie good enough do you know i think any smoothie is good enough i personally because i'm a gadget queen i have a big blender big high quality blender and i have a nutribullet but i would say to anyone that you can go out and buy a 20 pound um blender and you can just blend for example i mean a drink i would make for my kids would be to pour some say rice milk in and juice a lemon with a banana and maybe some peanut butter with a few raspberries and maybe some oat bran and you've got a, a nice thick breakfast drink Right, peanut butter. So, peanut uh, butters. Yeah, yeah. Just get a little bit of a nutty texture. It just adds a little bit. Just try it. Put it in your nutri bullet. Oh, you don't worry. So. I have tried it. <laughs> <laughs> have or you tried? Have you tried? Um, I love, uh, what about nutri? What about peanut butter and cacao? Have you tried cacao? Oh, do you know? Funnily enough, I had cacao in my smoothie this morning. Did you? Yeah, I'm a massive cacao fan. You see, the thing is, it's all very well, but if you have too much, you still are on the ceiling for a few hours, as I Yeah, I probably wouldn't have it late at night. No, I mean, I was hysterical. (laughs) I was doing that I I remember one occasion, I had lots and lots of green leafy veg and cacao one evening, and I was buzzing for hours when everyone else was asleep, so, yeah. And I I had a massive crash the next day, so it's hard to believe there isn't sugar in cacao. I mean, I know it's from that same place isn't it but oh uh, yeah maybe you had lots and lots and lots of fruit oh as well so yeah perhaps (laughs) (laughs) which i mean berries are just fantastic so i mean i have berries every day so yeah so what so being doing what you do is fascinating because i can understand why people come to see us but why who would come and see you for help and support what sort of symptoms would lead people to think i should go and see a nutritional therapist well, you know, I had a ballet teacher who came to see me because she had arthritis, ah. for example. So uh, she wanted to, 
um, reduce her inflammation because inflammation causes pain. So you'd maybe have someone with digestive issues, um, someone with skin issues. Uh, I mean, it's, it's numerous. It's um, a lot of it uh, can be female health problems, energy. A lot of people um, are just about getting by and just about kind of managing the day before they collapse into bed. So that would be another thing, stress again. Um, cardiovascular with regard to cholesterol or high blood pressure. You know, it, it, it's numerous. You, there are so many ways that we can actually make changes to our body and we don't have to go to a doctor to tell the doctor to, to fix it. Yes. Because, I mean, they're over overused anyway and quite often there are changes that we can make that can empower us rather than asking someone to give us a pill to fix it and, and it's really empowering and there's some quite i mean interested in sort of some of the ketogenic research which is showing that it has a real positive effect on stopping cancers growing just yeah. through, through i mean obviously in it you know in an association with um, chemo and other sorts of cancer treatments yeah. Absolutely. But it's, it sounds to me like if you have an illness, especially if you're taking any sort of drug, getting your food right is important to almost to counterbalance some of the negative side effects you might get. Yeah, I mean, even, for example, if you've got digestive problems, I mean, do you really want to go and buy some pharmaceuticals if you find out that it's actually that you're not eating the right food, so your body's not supporting itself, so you're not producing the correct digestive enzymes anymore. So sometimes it is worth just looking, just on the simple things, or not having enough energy. You're not going to necessarily want to go and find a quick fix. Maybe you're going to look and think, gosh, you know, do I have, am I eating enough real food? Because the food we eat, we're, when we eat, we're eating energy, and that energy is producing energy in our body. So, you know, just looking at the basics like that is kind of vital. So, I mean, I'm not saying that with everything because, you know, I will go to the doctor, I think, you know, for for issues and problems and, you know, with my children and, and whatever. But I kind of think that I need to also take control myself and have a look at what's going on and kind of empower myself to do the best that I can. Mm. And obviously when there are problems, then that's the magic of the doctor's. And, and and a lot of what you've talked about is common sense. And it's when people go out of balance, they need someone's more sort of professional support that you offer. Um, yeah. So, and it's, but I'm guessing if you're in sport, if you're going through stress or anything, and oh, or you just can't cope and you've tried everything else, it might be a good idea to come and see you. So if people contact you, well, first of all, how do people contact you, Rachel? Uh, well, I have uh, two websites, funnily enough. Well, they can just contact me on my website, which is... Uh, www.rachelcoursenutrition.com um, uh, as well as that I have a website that I have with a good friend of mine called The Lazy Nutritionists so um, and there we look at we just talk about the fact that we have a real approach we're not trying to be perfect people we're just normal people getting by and um, yeah so you can find us on either one of those and just read our blogs yeah if, I like, I like you, the you fact know, that's... if you're just interested I like the fact it's very normal, isn't it? You're not sort of being um, too sort of po-faced about all this. It's just about being normal about the way you treat your diet, in a sense, isn't it? And bringing something to bear that perhaps people haven't thought about before. Yeah, I, well, I think that's what it is because we're just, we're not kind of machines 
trying to be at optimum level unless you're an athlete and then that's the way you're going to focus on yourself we're just we're human beings getting by and doing the best we can finding our inspiration and our love and kind of wanting to do these amazing things that inspire us and kind of you know you're not going to be focusing on food every day you're just going to want to eat and love um everything you do so i think that's the thing is it shouldn't it's not going to be food shouldn't be um an obsession it should be a passion and something that you enjoy Mm. so and you know going out for meals with friends and having a couple of glasses of wine is something that i would love to do and then if i've had a few too many glasses of wine at a certain point then i'm going to really look after myself for the next week or so afterwards and I think that's what um, I think that's the way that we tend to need to live our lives anyway. Balance. Well, at the beginning of this, I said it was. I'm really looking forward to it, and it could, this could be one of my favourite podcasts. And it has been. This has been absolutely fascinating. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm 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 going to talk to you outside of this uh, conversation about podcasts, and maybe see if you and I could put together some sort of resilience lifestyle diet or something. So who who knows what we might be able to do this. And maybe oh, that perhaps, sounds fascinating, yeah. Yeah, maybe perhaps we should come back at another time and do a more specialist podcast about some of those sorts of ideas. Rachel, it's been brilliant. And I guess I've taken from you particularly um, this idea of the green leafy veggies, the, the B vitamins. I've not really thought about the B vitamins and magnesium. I've heard about the vitamin C, but that sounds really quite funky. Yeah, and, if you just have a look, I mean, you can even Google, but B vitamins and magnesium tend to support your nervous system. So if you're yeah. eating those foods with making sure you've got enough omega-3s and whatever, then at least that's one extra thing. But I wouldn't have just those. It is just to take put, take those into account as a consideration when you're making a meal. So make a nice chilli and... Yeah have you know add some spinach into the end to it at the end and kind of yeah etc 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 well next time we're going to talk menus and recipes i, I think that's going to be the case <laughs> don't you I, I can hardly wait and I'm, I'm off to look at the dirty dozen now rachel it's been an absolute joy to talk to you and uh, hopefully we'll be talking again very soon oh my pleasure thank you very much speak to you soon bye bye We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Resilience Unraveled helps you create performance on purpose. And you can find out more about us and resilience at qedod.com forward slash resilience. Or listen to more of our podcasts. You can also find out more about our courses, our webinars, and free resources like ebooks and paid for courses at qedod.com. Otherwise, we hope you can enjoy more of our podcasts in the future.